Let's take off, baby. Let's just drive, honey, into the night sky, to the sunset shine, into the day, baby. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. This is Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. It's time to cross that bridge, and St. Ignace is preparing for a summer full of fun events. Holland is proud of its Holland heritage, and you can immerse yourself in the culture any time of the year. It was pretty quiet last year in Grand Rapids, but the city is now ready to roar. And Birmingham is a perfect addition to any Detroit area visit. We travel Michigan next, where your trip begins at Michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Welcome to Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. Good to be back with you again this week. We have a great lineup of guests for today's program as we travel around the great state of Michigan. We're going to feature communities in today's program. Uh, you know, one of the things people love to do is explore places they haven't been to for a while. So some of the towns we're going to talk to uh, today, they're going to be uh, towns you've been to before or you are very familiar with. Maybe some others you haven't been very familiar with, maybe you haven't visited for a while. So let's get right to it with our first guest from the beautiful little town of St. Ignace, just on the northern end of the uh, beautiful Mackinac Bridge, St. Ignace. And we're going to bring in Laura Brown. She is the executive director of the St. Ignace Convention Visitors Bureau. Laura, what a great little town you live in. It, it really is a cool place. Why don't you describe it for people who might have never been there before? Oh, it's such a quaint town. We do have big events, but it's the small town feel. Um, it circles around Moran Bay, so we have a beautiful mile-long boardwalk that people can walk on, and we have a historic walking tour. They can pick up a guide and um, go along that boardwalk and other areas to you know, check out all of the historic places in our, our little community. Well, that's the thing. It is a really historic uh, town, one of the oldest cities uh, in America, certainly in Michigan. And you feel that when you're there because it feels, I don't know, um, kind of old timey, uh, kind of like, you know, we always say, you know, Mackinac Island is like going back in time. But St. Ignace is kind of like that as well in a very good way. Yep, absolutely. Actually, this year is going to be um, the celebration of 350 years. So we are the third oldest uh, city in the country. Um, and we're going to have a pretty big celebration in August. It's going to be the 19th through the 22nd. And we're going to celebrate the 350 years of this historical um, town. Well, for those of us who weren't around 350 years ago, uh, <laughs> you know, we may not know anything about the history. You want to just give us a little, a little hint of, um, you know, what happened and how St. Ignace came about 350 years ago? Yep, absolutely. And we have a nice museum, the uh, Museum of Ojibwa Culture, that talks about uh, 
the start of the town and all the voyagers and the fur traders and Native Americans and what has happened, um, you know, over the past few years. We're going to have some um, really neat events and the museum itself will be doing a lot of historical reenactments and crafts and we're going to have a parade on Saturday. Um, just, a, just a lot of really fun things. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know, your town has really become known for events. Last year was different, as it was for everybody. But right. uh, this coming summer, it looks like we're going to be able to get back in business in a lot of ways. And a lot of those events are coming back, including the big anniversary event. You want to tell us about some of the other events happening during the summer that uh, you kind of have uh, on the schedule already? Sure, absolutely. So um, we're going to kick off the summer with our 44th annual St. Ignace Car Cruise Weekend. That's the 24th of June through the 27th. And then um, we'll have a fish feast in July, Porsche on the Mac in August, along with a Straits Brew Bash that same weekend. Um, and then the 19th will be the anniversary celebration. And then, of course, in September, that's when we have all of our bridge crossings with the tractor crossing, truck show, Trek the Mighty Mac, and straight up Jeep Creep is the beginning yeah. of October. So we have a lot planned. Yeah, well, you know, that is such a unique thing. I know of no other communities that, um, you know, have an event where you start in one town, you know, Mackinac City in this case, usually. Right. And then you end up in St. Ignace after crossing that five-mile beautiful bridge. Such a unique thing, and I know you know car enthusiasts, um, you know tractor enthusiasts. In in this case, you know for one of your events, they just really love that thing. Um, and and so, uh, do people need to book out their rooms like well in advance for those? Because I'm sure it gets really busy. Yeah, some of them are a lot. Um, you know, they bring in a lot more people. Um, and as far as like the tractors, we could have a thousand tractors that weekend. So yeah, they definitely want to um, book their hotels early. Um, all of this information is on our website, stignis.com, and you can register for all of these events. And um, they include lots of fun things throughout the weekend with meet and greets and lunches, things like that, but it's all online. And yeah, there's, there's uh, some weekends that get full pretty quick. So yeah, yeah definitely yeah. make your reservations. That's a good idea. Now uh, we only have about a minute left, but um, I know that St. Ignace has become well known for fireworks. You know, we're trying to kind of creep back into normalcy. You know, what, what are you going to do this summer when it comes to fireworks? Any fireworks at all? Yeah, we are. Actually, on Saturdays, we're going to have fireworks um, every night from the 4th of July. Or not every wow. night, I'm sorry. <laughs> every Saturday night from yeah. the 4th of July uh, through Labor Day. And then we might have a couple special fireworks Saturdays for maybe the Jeep and Trek weekend. Um, but yeah, we're planning on that once a week, um, fireworks wow. over the bay. You know, I think people are going to so enjoy that, more so than ever, because now that we've had this year of pause, you know, it's time to get back to normal, and you're going to help us get there. So thank you so much. Uh, the information can be found on all these events and everything else about St. Ignace at the uh, St. Ignace website. That is S-T-Ignace 
www.ignacevisitors.com. I want to thank Laura Brown from the St. Ignace Convention Visitors Bureau for being with us today. And here's the thing. Stick around because we're going to go to one of your other favorite little towns, the town of Holland, next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. We are checking out some of our favorite towns and some towns that are a little lesser known as we uh, get ready to travel Michigan this summer. Uh, I can't wait. In fact, I've already been out there and I've been enjoying the fact that, uh, hey, we're, we're open for business again, right? We're starting to get out there. Still, you know, being um, cautious. I'm still trying to do a little distancing here and there and uh, making sure that uh, I'm thinking of other people in that way. So recommend you do the same and get out there and enjoy yourself. One of the places you're going to want to get to is the uh, beautiful little town of Holland, Michigan. You know it for uh, tulip time. It was a beautiful tulip time this year. Let's bring in Linda Hart, the executive director of the Holland Area Convention and Visitors Bureau. Linda, it was great to see you briefly <laughs> at <laughs> tulip time. I could tell you were super busy. And it looked like people were really enjoying coming back to Holland. Oh, absolutely. Thanks, Dave. Um, it was a great tulip time. The weather was just cool enough to hold those tulips. So we had blooms for almost a solid three weeks. And it was, I'm glad, I hope you enjoyed your tour, but it was, oh. it, it was so great to see the people back into the, into our community, really enjoying um, what we have to offer. I took one of the tours of uh, the, uh, the tulips with the mayor, as the uh, tour guide, walking in wooden shoes for, I think, about three miles. I finally met my match, Linda. Your mayor talked for three hours straight without taking a breath. I was so impressed. <laughs> that is, uh, Nathan, um, he is one of a kind. I'll tell you what. He is, uh, <laughs> he is a very, I, I have so much respect for that man, for what he does, yeah. and this, the charm that he yep. really um, uh, how he represents our community is just awesome. So that's wonderful. Well, yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, he certainly charmed my uh, wife and my mom. So it was uh, great to meet him. And, and you know, it really was fun kind of walking around town, kind of being reminded that, um, you know, what a great uh, town Holland is because we didn't only uh, see the tulips. We, we wandered around and saw the different kind of neighborhoods, so to speak, of Holland because as a small town, you still have kind of niche areas. And I really enjoyed that. Right. You know, it was interesting because this is traditionally what we've done in the past uh, as our trolley tours, uh, but not being able to do those. You know, we added the walking tours and a complete success. And it, it does. It gives people that background of not only the history of Holland, but those little niche neighborhoods, things that people wouldn't normally see if they just were walking around our community on their own. Well, one of the things we did is we walked through the campus of Hope College. Now, I've driven, you know, around the campus, but I'd never walked through it. And I was even more impressed with Hope and with downtown Holland. I, I, I just I just loved it. And, and, you know, one of the things you're going to want to do when you come to Holland is make sure you, you walk over to Centennial Park. That was full of tulips. And then we went to the uh, library. Why would we have done that, Linda? Well, because uh, over at the library, there is our um, our Oz project. The Oz Sculpture Garden is over there with our seven 
life-size bronze sculptures over at Centennial Park. Uh, it wasn't up during tulip time, but we have our living book that will go in at the first part of June. So part of that whole, uh, it's a dual-sided uh, outdoor exhibit. It's free. And uh, we get a lot of questions about when the book is coming back. It's unfortunate that we don't have the book during tulip time, um, but with all those annuals, 6,000 annuals on that living book, just don't want to take a risk of frost. And since it was a cooler tulip time, it was probably a good call not to bring that out. Yeah, well, here we are in June. So uh, it's good that we're going to be able to check that out again. And it really is beautiful. I mean, if that's all you're going to Holland for, it'd be well worth it. But there's so many other things to enjoy in Holland, some things to kind of get back to. Let's talk about the farmer's market for a minute. Uh, when does that happen? Where is it? Uh, it's a great place. Sure, absolutely. So our farmer's market kicked off after tulip time. So uh, we're well underway in the season. It is on Wednesdays and Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. And it's down at the 8th Street Marketplace, which if you're familiar with downtown, it's on the west end of our downtown by our Civic Center. What's really great about our farmer's market is not only do they have fresh produce, meats, flowers, baked goods, it really gives the community an opportunity to reconnect as well. Now that restrictions are, um, are loosened, uh, you know, there's no fencing over there, uh, no mask required over there. So I really think it's going to be a great opportunity for the community to reconnect again, in addition to getting some great baked goods and produce. Absolutely agree, because uh, we do need to come together again. What a great opportunity, and it's a beautiful farmer's market. Again, I just I can't think of anything negative about Holland. I mean, it's just such a great town. Uh, you're going to love everything about it. Uh, and you are bringing some concerts back this year. Can you tell us about that? Sure, we absolutely. So every Friday in the summer at Colin Park, we have a concert series. It's a free concert series from 6.30 to 8.30 at Collin Park, as I just mentioned. And we're bringing it back this year. And so we're super excited about that. You know, there's a lot of free events that Holland offers visitors and residents throughout the summer. And so bringing this very, very popular one back um, is really important for not only as a tourism to let visitors to do something on a Friday night, but also the residents. And the music is such a variety of music. There's uh, local talent, regional talent, and, you know, it's just not all going to be rock and roll. It's not going to all be classical music. So it's just a variety over the whole summer season. So we're very excited about that. How about the street performers? Are they coming back this year? Wow, that's a great question. So we are, you know, we, um, yes, they are coming back. Uh, we're trying, we are currently working. They're going to kick off this week. Uh, we're currently working with just to make sure, because now that we have outdoor dining, how many buskers we actually have on 8th Street, because since a lot of the outdoor dining has taken up the sidewalk and parking lot spaces, there might be a reduced number of buskers out there, but they're still gonna be out there and that's on Thursday evening. So we're excited to have that back as well. And that's, that's really a cool thing. You know, it really tells the character of the community by seeing those performers on the street. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that again too. Now, for those who weren't able to get over to Holland during tulip time this year, uh, who might still want to learn a little bit about the Dutch culture of the area, uh, several opportunities, um, you know, including the island. Can you tell us about that and maybe some other opportunities? Sure, absolutely. So our Dutch attractions are uh, seasonal attractions. They kick off right before tulip time and they run all season long. Uh, our most popular is Windmill Island Gardens. Um, it is just on one of the other ends of our downtown, about 
quarter of a mile from where we are in our offices downtown. Um, it's got a working windmill that came from the Netherlands. It's the only authentic working windmill in the United States. So not only do visitors get to enjoy the gardens, the annuals, and the perennials in the landscape beds, uh, the master gardeners do a really good job over at that park. Um, but you also get to go up into the um, to the windmill, to where the grinding stones are in the observation deck. You get to learn about the windmill. There's a great video that gives you a virtual tour of the windmill, and then you can go up into the windmill and see the windmill itself. Uh, it's a it's I mean it's enormous. People don't really understand the size. Mm -hmm and yeah. what this windmill can do. So it's very cool. You know, there's an organ from Amsterdam, there's an antique carousel, some things that the kids can do. New this year, because you know, they have the tulips that grow in the fields. New this year, they're planting wildflowers in one of the fields and sunflowers in one of the other fields. So the island never disappoints anybody mm. who is of all ages, especially horticulture. But we also have Dutch Village. Dutch Village is a recreation of a village that we um, that you'd see in the 1800s in uh, excuse me, in the Netherlands. Uh, it's a step back in time to the 1800s to see, you know, how the Dutch lived, how they worked, how they played. And, you know, if, if, if you're going to, it's a great place for young kids. Grandparents love to take their grandkids. Um, you know, so I always say, if you're going to go to Dutch Village, put your kid hat on because you're really going to enjoy yourself. And then the yeah. last, we, you know, we have the, the museum, the museum, which really gives a historical account of how this Holland was settled. Uh, who was here before, uh, which is always a great, you know, if your people are learning more about that history, you can do that. But the other thing is really at the De Klomp Delft factory. Uh, you know, it's the um, only certified place where you can buy Delft or see how hand-painted Dutch, uh, excuse me, Dutch pottery is produced in the, um, in the United States. So um, certainly, certainly cool things to do if you're learning more about, uh, about the Dutch and our history. Well, Linda, you did a great job with the bell ringing. Uh, I think an angel has just gotten its wings, so that's that's the good news. That's so, exactly right. you know, so you know, here we are. We're working from home. We're doing our best, but that's just the way it is these days. <laughs> You're gonna love going to Holland. You should check it out. The website is holland.org. Learn a little bit about it before you head over there, and then be prepared to be pleased. Holland.org. Our thanks to Linda Hart for being with us today. We head to Grand Rapids next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. It's Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. We're getting out there again, and we are enjoying our communities all around the state of Michigan big and small. You may not have been to some of our bigger communities this last year because of all that went on. I'll tell you, I have been traveling around Michigan safely uh, for more than a year now, and I've been really enjoying getting out uh, to places like our cities, like Detroit, like Grand Rapids, like Lansing and others. Uh, and uh, I've just been so impressed about some of the changes I've been seeing going on, some of the plans that are uh, in place. And of course, now we're seeing more and more so every day, it seems, more events being announced for this summer and going into the future. So let's head over to Grand Rapids to find out what's happening in uh, the city of Art Prize. Uh, let's bring in Janet Korn. She is the Senior Vice President of Marketing for Grand Rapids, for Experience Grand Rapids. Janet, you know, I'm so used to saying in the furniture city, but these days I kind of think about Grand Rapids because of all the great events you have, including Art Prize. And, you know, we'll, we'll get to that later on. But 
Man, what a great town. Grand Rapids has come so far. And during the pandemic, it kept on moving, kept on growing. And uh, we've had some new hotels open up during that time as well. You want to tell us about that? Yes, uh, it's great to be here. And um, we have these uh, amazing new hotels that have added to the landscape downtown. So, And there's actually some uh, really significant changes that happened to the outside of the Amway Grand Plaza too, which is really a piece of our skyline and our showcase. And visitors to downtown will see that they're replacing the glass on the tower that overlooks the river. So the skyline is getting all refreshed as well. But we have a new canopy by Hilton. We have a new residence inn and uh, not that old we have also a hyatt place downtown and embassy suites that joins the ac by marriott and um, a really a fresh renovation on our um, holiday in downtown too so all kinds of lodging options downtown today well you know you need that if you're going to come to the area because you have so many great cultural attractions and other reasons both to come downtown and to visit the entire area so really, really, I'm so excited about these new hotels. I have to tell you, Janet, uh, I was at the Canopy. I was so impressed. It's a very dog-friendly hotel. So that was cool. But I had time to kind of walk around the neighborhood, and I couldn't believe how many new things were in that area. Um, I guess, would I properly describe it as being, is it the Warehouse District area? Uh, I don't know that it has a specific name, but it's just yeah. south of the arena. Um, you know, the probably the most significant thing that you encountered was the whole new Studio Park development. Right. And that is a downtown movie theater, a restaurant. Um, it shares the same block as the Canopy Hotel. There's a company moving its uh, headquarters downtown. And there's also a really cool music venue inside of that building called The Listening Room. And they've been hosting things outside on the piazza and they recall that The Listening Lawn. So I'm excited to tell you that concerts are coming back there this summer um, and they already have tickets available for sale. People are interested in planning ahead. Oh, that's great. I just, I guess I, I thought of the word chic when I was going through that. I just thought it was so cool, so big city feel but still, um, you know, not with the big city hassles. So I was very, very impressed. Let's talk more about concerts uh, because you're such a great cultural destination. You have a lot of different places where there are entertainment opportunities. Uh, what are some of the concert plans for this coming season? Well, what we're seeing right now is our outdoor music venues um, had, a, had, a, had a green light sooner, I suppose, to bringing the um, performances back. So uh, July and through September, Frederick Meyer Gardens will host their Fifth Third uh, Bank Summer Concert Series. We've got the um, Listening Lawn performances that I mentioned at Studio Park. Uh, we also have many of our small communities around the area are hosting their music outdoors. Um, and then I think we're gonna see some of our amazing local musicians start to reappear at our um, downtown and throughout the counties, um, restaurants, um, uh, food and beverage establishments. And I know the city even has um, strolling performers that are appearing on a, you know, a couple days a week. So you can just sort of magically encounter a, um, a music performance. So it's really great. You know, um, our musicians really had to really reinvent and pivot themselves during uh, our pandemic 
uh, restrictions. And so yeah. I think people um, that like live music, uh, they have pent up demand, so it's a great time. And I think the musicians can't wait to perform before live audiences. So it's gonna be magical, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, we are so ready. And uh, of course, everything's starting to pop open so well. So it's good to see. You know, I've, I've been to concerts at uh, Meyer Gardens and Sculpture Park, and that's such a beautiful venue uh, that I, I can't wait to get back there as well. So that'll be that'll be a neat thing. You know, you mentioned, you know, uh, you know, the concerts and other activities kind of popping up here and there around the community. Uh, so are social zones. Grand Rapids was one of the first communities in the state to open up a social zone during all that we went through last year. Can you tell us about that, what to expect, about where some of them are? Sure. Uh, Dave, we have uh, three large social zones in our downtown area, and they also include uh, what I would call re refreshment areas. So uh, visitors to the downtown are able to, um, you know, discover a restaurant, um, be able to move around with a beverage, and just kind of explore the downtown as long as they're staying within the certain areas. And then we have some of our neighborhoods that also have um, popped up some really fun social zones. Even um, downtown Rockford, for instance, has a social zone. So it, it's, it's, you know, we love to be outdoors during the summer in the warmer weather. So it's like everybody's patio just expanded. And I think it's great because it's very social and um, it feels, um, I don't know, almost European in a way, just to be outside and to be able to meet people and um, gather with your friends again and family members. Yeah, maybe it'll be the one thing we remember from COVID uh, going forward in a very, very good way because, you know, as we've learned how important and how uh, beneficial outdoor dining, outdoor activities can be, uh, communities like Grand Rapids have opened these social zones. So you have this uh, kind of freer opportunity to be outside with food and beverages and all that. And uh, I, I personally love it as well. So uh, great thing. You know, I know you have a whole bunch of fun things always happening in Grand Rapids. And one of the unique things about GR is you can be uh, in this kind of, you know, bigger city environment, but not too far away from nature and nature experiences. And you can even, you know, bring your, your dirt bike, for instance. Uh, some of the hotels will work with you for storage and such and go out to some of the trails in your area because you have some great ones. We do. And, uh, you know, um, together with the trail system that we have here um, and our local enthusiasts, they're working to make expansions to those trails all the time. I was just reading about another new one. But, you know, um, we've all kind of rediscovered nature. And it's such a wonderful thing to get out and just be either, you know, and you, if, if you don't have a mountain bike or if that isn't really your thing, if you got a pair of shoes, you can get outside. And we have some amazing uh, Kent County Parks. Millennium Park is a wonderful destination if you're um, looking for, you know, a water, nature, trail kind of experience. So, so many choices. And, you know, you're right, they are far away. Um, you know, I like to tell everyone, you can get anywhere in less than 20 minutes. And almost always that's pretty true. So, you know, in, if you're staying in our downtown area, you know, you don't even need your car. You can get along the banks of the Grand River and take a stroll right along the shore. So, so many ways to just um, be able to be outdoors and, um, you know, reconnect with those you're with. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, 
I remember seeing at the Amway Grand Plaza a couple of years ago, I was in the uh, hallway uh, or in the, uh, the front uh, area with my suit and tie on, and all of a sudden I see somebody walking by, fully geared out to go fishing with a fishing pole in hand, walking out the door. And I'm sure they were going to uh, the river, which is, you know, just right there. And, and there aren't many cities where you see people walking in fishing gear like that. So it was a really cool reminder of how nature intercedes so well with the city in Grand Rapids. Hey, Janet, we're about to run out of time, but we have just have a few seconds to let everybody know that Art Prize is coming back this fall. Uh, uh, give us a little clue on what, what we might expect. Well, you know, it's we're really excited to um, have Art Prize come back on September 16th through October 3. Uh, we've got more information on our website, um, experiencegr.com slash artprize, or just search for Art Prize. Um, they're getting a really a great response from both the venues and the artists, and I think the timing's going to be perfect for us to really um, get out and explore and uh, see what these artists have been up to. You know, it's been, it was supposed to happen last year, but then it couldn't. So, um, and things all are really like full steam ahead. So um, perfect time in September to get out and explore the art. I'm looking forward to it. The website again is experiencegr.com. Our thanks to Janet Korn for being with us today. We're heading to another art-friendly community next, Birmingham, here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. We're all ready to get back out there to explore our uh, big cities, small towns, and everything in between. And one of the things I know a lot of people are really looking forward to is getting back to shopping, getting back to dining, getting back to those downtowns. You know, you know, the virtual got us through, and we were able to uh, do a lot of shopping online. But you know, not that there's anything wrong with it, but let me tell you, I want to go into a real place. I want to try something out before I buy it. And there's nothing better than going to a cute little downtown that offers excellent shopping to experience that. So let's head to Birmingham, just about 20 minutes north of Detroit to find out What's happening in that really cool town. Let's bring in uh, Erica Bassett. She is the PR specialist for the Birmingham Shopping District. And Erica, I'm sure you're just like me. You just really want to kind of get back to, to you know, walking the downtown. And, and let me tell you, what a walkable, cool place Birmingham is. Tell us about it. Thank you, and thank you, David, for having me on today. We are very excited to, to be a part of the show. And you're absolutely right. You know, one of the things even through the pandemic that we were able to maintain because our community and downtown is so walkable was, you know, just some of that foot traffic and people really enjoyed being able to kind of continue doing some of those activities that you mentioned. Um, because, you know, we, we have them all outdoors. We have beautiful parks, uh, a vibrant, um, downtown district with you know everything is very close together and and very walkable so when you come to downtown Birmingham I mean right now even first and foremost you know you can expect to find something for everyone right here in downtown Birmingham 
you'll truly see people really of all ages, um, families and friends shopping and, and dining either, you know, now inside of some of our restaurants, but also outdoors on one of our many patios. Um, basically, everyone has been, you know, kind of just really getting out and about and enjoying everything that Birmingham has to offer. And, you know, we, we do have a lot here in downtown Birmingham. We have hundreds of shops. If you're, you know, somebody who's looking for shopping, we really are a premier destination. We have national retailers like um, Lululemon, Paper Source, West Elm, um, Starbucks Reserve. But then really what's unique is we have all of these locally owned businesses that um, you know are owned by people who kind of live in this area and curate these beautiful collections um, of all kinds of things that you're looking for. So we have um, gift shops with Michigan-made products. We have several art galleries and antique shops with very unique finds. Um, of course, we also have uh, high fashion boutiques with high-end clothing and accessories. We have many jewelers here in the area if you're looking for something kind of lavish and special. Um, we have a toy store who, you know, anyone can really get lost in. I mean, as an adult, if you walk in there, you feel like a kid again. Hmm. And if you take your children in there, um, it's just a really fun place to try things out, like you mentioned, and, and play. And then, of course, you know, we have so many different spas and salons and, and ways that you can, you know, pamper yourself while you're here hmm. in downtown Birmingham as well. Well, it's, it's such a, I, I guess I would probably describe Birmingham as being um, as close to uh, how I would envision, how I would envision, like a, um, you know, a, a, a really chic town in Michigan that maybe you might typically think of as being like Beverly Hills or something like that. I mean, Birmingham, in a very good way, really does kind of envision that that type of experience to me because it is such a beautiful little town, and as you mentioned. The shops are so eclectic. There's there's something for everyone. Even though when you were mentioning all those brands, it's like it's like talking a foreign language to me. I'm not I'm not much into the the fashion stuff, but but I love the fact that you can go into a variety of stores and and do it uh, shopping in a, in a whole bunch of different ways just by walking downtown. Yes, and 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 that's true also for you know for our dining experience as well. So. You know, you can come downtown for the day and do some shopping and as you mentioned at some of those national retailers and also many of our local shops. But, you know, we have a, a really great um, dining scene. You know, Birmingham mm -hmm. is truly a, a culinary gem. Our downtown really is lined with not only shops, but also just charming little cafes and, and restaurants that offer anything really, you know, from from the moment you wake up, you can grab a coffee to the minute you go to bed. You know, you can have dinner here, lunch here. And, and we have, um, you know, very unique restaurants that offer really any type of cuisine that you're looking for. So if you're looking for something like a burger or more casual, craft beers, that sort of thing, we have several restaurants for you. Um, if you're looking for, you know, sort of a more Mediterranean flair or perhaps a romantic Italian setting, um, we have multiple restaurants that fit that bill as well. Um, 
it's just it, it's just a really great place for um, for dining for families for couples for friends if you want to get together with girlfriends and sit out on a patio and have a hmm. coffee or or even a glass of wine um, there are so many different options and you know we do have full directories listed on our website at allinbirmingham.com so you can actually browse um, all of our shops all of our services and all of our, our restaurants right there on our website and, and truly plan your day. Yeah, I love that, uh, the fact that you mentioned the variety of restaurants. You are absolutely right. And, and when you think about the, the sheer variety of styles of food that's available on top of the fact that you have all these, you know, I guess non-branded stores, which is a big plus to me to have locally owned stores that that have a lot of you know really cool brands that they sell, but they're one of a kind type shops. You have a lot of them as well, so it's it's a great town, very walkable as well. So let's say you wanted to stay overnight. I know that the Townsend Hotel has been very well known as one of the top hotels in the country for a long time, and it's right there in Birmingham. Now you have a new hotel, the Daxton Hotel. I've not visited there yet. Uh, have you been able to check it out? Yes, the Daxton actually opened in April, so they are brand new, and it's a fantastic hotel. And, and even aside from that, it's a fantastic experience. Um, when you walk through the doors of the hotel, you're truly um, immersed in just this whole um, experience. Uh, they have a lot of different artwork throughout the hotel, sculptures, and, and a lot of um, unexpected things too. So it, it's a really fun place to go, you know, if you choose to stay with them. But then even if you're here, it's, it's a great place to pop in and just explore their lobby. Um, you can have a craft cocktail in one of their parlors. Um, they have a restaurant as well. But it's a very comfortable, um, luxurious atmosphere. But um, it, it's really, like I mentioned, comfortable for everyone. And it's definitely a must-see. I mean, the artwork is fantastic. And they've curated pieces just from all over. And it, it's really, really interesting um, to see. So I definitely would recommend, um, if you're down here, either staying or, or taking a trip to Daxton. And you know, as you mentioned, Townsend Hotel is also another great place um, to pop in. I mean, you don't have to stay with them as well. They also have a restaurant on site that, as you mentioned, is, is award-winning. They have a beautiful bakery that that you know creates cakes and treats and and they really know how to pamper their guests there i mean from the moment you walk into townsend you feel um just uh you just feel comfortable and at home i mean they truly do have exceptional service and they've really been an icon in our downtown for over 30 years well i can't wait to check it out myself uh you know the townsend's fantastic always has been but that new daxton sounds like it's been going to be a really cool hotel to visit as well um uh, Erica, we're going to run out of time, uh, but I know that in the past there have been a lot of great events, so people need to go to your website to check out what's happening uh, this season into the fall as well. The website, what a great name, allinbirmingham.com. Uh, I'm hoping you still do the movies in the park. That's a really cool thing. Concerts, generally. So let's hope that all comes back sooner than later. The website, again, is allinbirmingham.com. And our thanks to Erica Bassett for being with us today. That's all the time we have for Travel Michigan this week. We'll talk to you next week here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling.